Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This episode of The Kindness Project was recorded live on Facebook during lockdown, which explains why we're probably still talking about being stuck indoors. I hope you're enjoying your time outside to the fullest, and thanks for listening to The Kindness Project. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about guilty pleasures, Netflix documentaries, and random questions. Good morning, and welcome, my friends, to this Sunday morning edition of The Kindness Project podcast. I am joined by a girl um, who... It's getting really good at getting this organised. I didn't do anything this morning. It's Charlotte Dames. Uh, And I'm joined by a man who, I was going to say, has made me do all the work again, but then I realised I've said that for the past two podcasts in a row. Um, This is a continuing trend. Um, I'm liking it. And we don't have a guest today. So. Uh, no, all good. So it's, uh, it's my name is Chris. Don't you, you, you tape it off at the end there. When I you do, take it off. I'm taking this phone yeah. away. Make sure to wave at people. Um, I'll, I'll, whatever, if I don't wave at you, it's a big deal. First subject of the Sunday morning podcast. I've just found this. Um, what is it? I, I just, it's got a hole in. Uh, but I just genuinely can't work out what it does. Can you? No, it's got a hole in. You can look through it. Well, it's not, right, it's, it's not a pair of binoculars, <laughs> is it? So, first unofficial question of the podcast. I've randomly found this in my house. Uh, it's got a hole in like that. Do you know what it do you know, is? Do you know what it is? What is it? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's an attachment of the stair gate. Oh. We know what it is. Don't, <laughs> wor- don't worry about uh, calling in. Um, and on that note, uh, let's we, are, do we, are, we don't have a phone line. Let's do. We should have we a should phone have line. A phone line. We? Oh, can we just mention that we've got some brand new flashy intro titles? Yes, I will be coming out to coming on Wednesday. So Wednesday. look look forward to that. Um, and um, uh, this week's question of the podcast of today's question of the podcast is: uh, What's your favourite summertime song. Where can people find out? Okay, so if you are currently watching this, you're either on the watch party, which will be really easy to direct to our page from, or you're on the page, which... Thanks, guys. Dad. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, If not, you can just search the Kindness Project podcast in the top bar at the top of Facebook. You know, the one next to the little logo, it says search. I'm currently looking at it because it's on our live producer. Top quality. Uh, anyway. <laughs> top quality button. <laughs> top, top quality web button. Don't take much to does it? Let's be honest. Top quality website. Right, go on. It's a top quality attachment twi- right there. On, um, twi- on Twitter, we're at Ola and I think it's the same for Instagram. Um, and we have a website. And if you just put the Kindness Project in the Google search bar, that's another top quality website. Um, <laughs> top quality website. Top quality search engine. Um, then we just come up at the top and we have an email Laura at the kind uk, and I think I have just done that. Yeah, and you can find all of our previous episodes and all that sort of good stuff um, on um, on the website. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever it's called. Now, is it called Apple Podcasts or is it still called iTunes? 
uh, I think I still got iTunes, but top quality uh, podcast hosting service. Top quality podcast <laughs> But there's an there's a separate app for podcasts, and it's just called Podcasts. Like, podcast Apple Podcasts. Apple so podcast. you can find us all over the show on your podcast app of choice. We are on there, mm-hmm. and we've started posting these live shows on the YouTube channel as well. Um, which, to be honest, isn't. As popular as I expected it to be, but it'll get there. Yeah. It'll get there, whatever. You know what I, I think? Podcasts are making a bit of a resurgence during uh, lockdown. Well, you know what? I have... like, especially like because people can't go out and they can't make TV, it's yeah. so much easier to kind of communicate via. Clearly, clearly it's easy to make a podcast because if you and I can do it, it, it just proves I mean, the we point. We don't do that much of the work though, do we? What do you mean? Oh, we have an editor for that, don't we? We have our esteemed producer. Thank exactly. you, Russell. We uh, we appreciate, we appreciate you greatly, and we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So thanks. I mean, let's be honest. You are the podcast, aren't you? We're just the mouthpiece and face of the of the of the show. So, what have we got on the show today? Because okay. I um, don't know. TOC topics of conversation. TOC. <laughs> right. Right. Firstly, we've worked out what that is, so that's gone. That's not. Um. A... So, I, I have some questions written down. So, TV guilty pleasures. What TV show do you watch, and you kind of think? Uh, right at the minute, I, as you know, a net. I, I am a sucker for a Netflix documentary. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Netflix put a new documentary up, and it could be about food or crime or money or what, whatever. As soon as Netflix put a documentary up, I am there. I am in. I am in. Um, so the latest one on Netflix was about um, uh, TV trials. It was really interesting because they were talking to people about um, how in America the media is actually part of the legal system because you get yeah. you get you know, trial by media. So that was really good. Um, and I am starting my Game of Thrones rewatch um, so I've never seen the last episode of Game of Thrones and I've got up to season, end of season 5 or end of season 4 stopped and I said I wouldn't watch the last series until I'd start again so I've just started again um, and my, my other one at the minute is Grace and Perry's Art Club which I absolutely mm-hmm. love um, so that that's my one so how about you? Um, I have just been going back and watching all the shows that I used to watch when I was like 10 and 10 to, 10 to 12 all the shows I used to watch back then because they, they made me happy back then why can't they make me happy now and what, I was like what, um, what shows are you including like all the all the ones that used to be on Disney Channel like um, I think I watched a couple of episodes of like Austin and Alley, which was terribly cheesy but uh, me and Soph did sit down and watch Bizarre Bark which was great <coughs> never not loved Bizarre Bark Excuse me. Quick question. Are you ever disappointed when you go back and watch shows? All the time. All the time. I watched um, an episode of Trapdoor from when I was a kid. (sighs) Stay away from that trapdoor. And even though the theme tune still holds up, the show... You know what what does still hold up, though? Funhouse. I'd watch Funhouse all day long. All day long. All day long. What's your next topic? Uh, okay, uh, I have a question. How are we spending our time during lockdown? Because I know we talk a lot about, like, randomly, but we haven't really talked in, like, in depth about what we're doing during lockdown. Yep. So, 
take you start and then I'll follow afterwards cool. because I asked. So I I'm I'm still working. So yep. business as usual for me. So working every day, seeing my clients and uh, a lot of Zoom calls and um, a lot of uh, a lot of meetings. So all good. Um, I'm doing. Uh, I'm, I'm writing the Kindness Project book, so so I'm spending my time doing that. Um, I'm exercising, so I'm going out for a run a decent amount and still training. Um, and I've taken up um, some pretty poor art. So that's that's yeah. been my lockdown. I can't think of anything pretty else I've been doing. Pretty poor is one phrase to describe it. Yeah. How would you describe it? <laughs> Shambolic. <laughs> well, you know what? I've got a stylus for my laptop now, so I might give it a digital art go. Oh, I like digital art. Yeah. We have comments. Okay, cool. So what are you um, what are you doing in lockdown? Uh, I am studying, um, trying to get through some stuff for college, hmm. um, but it's a bit because I've, I haven't actually been... <laughs> to college yeah i don't really know you're getting the work is. without the experience yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's a bit like yeah here's the work yeah. there's, there's no help it's just just do it just google it it's fine <laughs> um i am writing but, then, but this is the weird thing right the nature of education has changed because like when when i went to college i wouldn't have had the benefit of just somebody just going here's all the work mate i had i had to turn up i had to turn up yeah. Yeah, I'm writing. I'm trying to get, uh, trying to get through like it's a laborious task. Yeah, but, I'm trying to get. We've got um, to get through this. Uh, I'm trying to write uh, a book. Mm. I, I know you've got a dystopia on the back burner. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to do the kindness project book first. Yeah, that's why then, it's on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I've I've got a. I found this sci-fi futuristic. What's that, what's that phrase that you like that you just mentioned earlier about websites? Just is it brilliant new website or what? What did you say? I don't remember. Uh, uh, we'll what, have to play it back. Listen, I tell you what, we are like Doria and Nemo, like trying to get our attention. No, like <laughs> so, yeah, we have to play it back. Anyway, next question. Oh, um, okay, this is gonna be really random, uh, because I was trying to think of like something that would cause a bit of like debate. Go on, Is a hot dog a sandwich? Definitely not. <laughs> There's only one answer to that. Definitely like, not a sandwich. It's it's meat and bread. No, no, right, right. This is this is this is where you go with it. Unless the bread is flat and there's a flattish filling, it's not a sandwich. But you wouldn't call a, would you call a burger a sandwich? It's got its own separate name. You wouldn't call it. You wouldn't even call a baguette a sandwich, would you? Okay, but you don't call a toasty a sandwich. This is, it's this... got flat meat in it, and it's flat. Yeah, but right. But this is the problem, right? This is the problem. Okay, we've had this with Jaffa cakes before. <laughs> I know, this, it's is, this is this is the Groundhog Day on Jaffa cakes. Um, listeners and viewers, is a hot dog a sandwich? And if you answer anything but no, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, just clearly. I, mean, I don't think it's a sandwich, but I thought I'd play devil's advocate, you know. Go on, give me your, give me your argument for a hot dog being a sandwich. Well, because it's meat in bread. It's meat in bread, so it's a burger. Go on, then. Yeah, I didn't have that much of an argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that debate <laughs> fell down quite quickly, didn't it? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Clearly, no. Okay, no worries. But it's meat in bread. 
Still no. Okay, fine, fine. I just, I just don't know what is going on with the world when you try and pretend a hot dog is a sandwich. Um, hi to uh, Trev, hi dude. Uh, hi to Tracy. Uh, morning to Desmond. Morning to Steve, and morning to Greg. Hope you're having a lovely Sunday morning. Um, but let's go back to our official question of the podcast because we asked those questions but we still haven't answered that um, particular one what is the best summertime song? Dunno What's your favourite summertime song? I listen to the same songs year round so it's like it's not really about seasons for me it's just Music, but there are there are certain songs when you're sitting on the beach or sitting in the garden and the sun's shining that just you know my one, Three Little Birds by Marley. That is an amazing song. No, you it's a good song, that? but like it's one of those songs that you get sick of real quick. <laughs> right, okay, go on. Give me your, um, give me your. What what song would you listen to on the beach or or on like in the garden when the sun's shining? Ain't no rest for the wicked. Ain't no rest for the wicked. That is an amazing song. I don't know how summer it is. So please uh, send in your answers. Best summertime song. We'd love to hear them. And because the weather is getting a bit better now, isn't it? It so just got colder d- yesterday. Despite still being in lockdown, um, or esque lockdown light, wherever we are now at the minute. Um, I, d- I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, uh, 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 but. Seeing as we're in semi-lockdown, is that what you call it? Um, we are getting we're, out of the garden. We're slowly unsubscribing the from the lockdown package. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just... I'm, we're losing some premium stuff, Yeah, I'm just, bit by bit. I've, I've phoned lockdown and said, look, I don't need the movie channels lockdown. I don't need the, I don't need the sports. You know, let's just stop this lockdown stuff. And then eventually gradually. we'll just... We'll just unsubscribe from lockdown completely. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, eventually. eventually. Unsubscribing from lockdown. (laughs) I like the phrase. Um, So, um, uh, moving on. Moving on. What's our next um, thing? Oh, we've got Dave Fuller's like silver linings. Um, Dave's got a few for us. Um, uh, so Dave says he's not mentioned music in silver linings for a while. A lot of Dave's. Um, silver linings are about music. Well, the last ones we read um, not about musicals. I think they might be. Um, uh, Alice Cooper has um, uh, recorded and released a song for lockdown. It's a bit dreary in his opinion, but he admires the effort. Um, and that you can find that on YouTube. Um, my favourite drummer, Mike Portnoy, has recorded a classic cover of I Want to Stay Home with his daughter Melody. Roger, Roger Joseph Manning Jr. and Jason Faulkner. Uh, Bill Lizzie's Bad Reputation by... Machine Head guitarist Phil DeMille. Judas Priest guitarist Richie Faulkner. Alice in Chains bassist Mike Inez. Sacred Reich drummer Dave McLean. And on vocals, Thin Lizzie Hale. Um, you can find it on YouTube as well. Yes. We'll put a link on yes. the show show notes. Um, and uh, for um, for today's silver linings, uh, Dave's gone for fitness, and he shared some data from Fitbit, which is, says that most of us in lockdown are sleeping better and getting fitter because of the changes we made. Now, the challenge you've got with that is people are aware Fitbits are probably more conscious of their health and sleep than than. Most yeah, people, yeah. but certainly I, I've I've found 
I don't know if my sleep's been better in lockdown, but certainly finding time for fitness is something I've done. Um, not needing to rise a bit earlier for a long commute every day has meant Dave's sleeping better, and it seems I'm not alone in improving sleep as Fitbit data from six large cities in the US shows a similar pattern. I think one of the interesting things as we come out of lockdown yeah. is going to be... Um, do we choose to spend our time differently? I don't think we're going to stop going out and meeting people, but do no. we choose to spend our time... Why would uh, you stop going out and meeting people when you're finally allowed to stop going out and meeting people? Uh, well, I think... I mean, like, if you take Dave's example, if you're spending three hours on a commute into London every day, will you? are you going to want to be doing that every day? Um, don't know. Um, and at the start... Uh, at, at the start of lockdown, Dave started every morning, um, uh, apart from weekends, because he's keeping weekends spare, um, with a 30-minute workout at 8 o'clock in the morning. And he's using Daniel and Alex from the Body Project YouTube channel. YouTube is full of great fitness stuff. I use one called Fitness Blender. What one do you use? <laughs> is, that, is that a no? It's a no. Is that a no? Um... And uh, yeah, so Fitbit's confirming that actually we're getting um, we're getting fitter as we go along. Morning to Greg, morning to Trevor, and um, I don't know why because you're just sitting over there. But um, Cassie said morning as well, which is which is all good. Morning, Cass. Oh, bit of a wave. Um, what kindest news have you got? What kindest news have I got? Yeah. I'm going to shuffle the stuff around. All right, okay. Uh, um, next on the list was the good news stories anyway. You're not disrupting my schedule. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just like... You're, you're on it. You're on it. Keep to it. I'm, yeah. As, as shambolic as we are and as, as nice as the shambolicism is... Is shambolicism a word? I don't know, but I like it. And it's okay. entertaining. Use it. Um... I think the structure will probably help keep us on track and stop us running over. Yeah. Because I know people get very bored after, like, the 45-minute mark. Did you just call our podcast boring? No. <laughs> right, can I just I say... I get bored after the 45-minute mark of anything. Can I just say, like, as, w- as well, thank you. We had a lovely uh, Caribbean takeaway. Yes, um, And unofficial question of the podcast is, what's the best... Um, restaurant slash takeaway food you've had delivered during lockdown. Do you want to share us a bit of news? Oh, yes. Okay. So, story number one. Uh, my finger was too close to the camera. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> when Claps tourist trade leaves elephants hungry, woman devises win-win solution with local farmers. In Asia, elephants working in the tourist trade have been idled by the COVID-19 worldwide shutdown. It's not cheap to feed elephants, especially when they're not bringing in income for their owners to feed properly. Thankfully, Carol Buckley and her organisation, EAI, Elephant Aid International, have created a win-win-win solution for tourist trade elephants and farmers in Nepal. (laughs) Nepal? Anyway, uh, I was like, I'm sure I was saying that right when I read it last night, but now I've said it aloud, it's not as... (laughs) Okay. Over the course... <laughs> Still getting those comments in the middle of news stories. <laughs> Sorry, my brain kind of just... Goes off. Over the course... Of the and again. <laughs> Nepal. Nepal. Uh, 
Over the course of the last decade, EAI have been striving to improve the treatment of elephants in captivity by working directly with elephant owners, government officials, charities, tourist facilities, and elephant welfare groups. Oh, that's nice. Um, the organisation is also in the midst of launching a new elephant sanctuary in North America, so uh, elephants being released from captivity can finally have a place to retire. Love it. Most recently, the group been working in the, in the Nepali province of Sahara... You know what? Which is known as the gateway to Chitwan National Park, the national, the nation's first national park, famous for its majestic wildlife, including tigers, rhinos, and elephants. Since thousands of tourists visit the park each year, the region maintains a healthy tourist trade, which is probably why there's no tourist trade, because stuff is shut down, and I feel bad for these elephants now. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a win-win-win. I'm looking forward to the win-win-win at the end. Now that there are no tourists amidst the novel coronavirus outbreak, however, the elephant owners were quoted in the Kathmandu Post saying that they have been having difficulty finding food for their elephants, which could have disastrous short and long-term consequences for the animals. Ordinarily, privately owned elephants are prohibited from entering the park, but after Buckley alerted the Nepali government to the predicament, the ban was lifted so the elephants could graze during the day. Okay. The elephants are still prohibited from being in the park at night, and since elephants normally spend about 20 hours a day eating, their owners were left with the challenge of finding enough food for them to eat at night. (laughs) 20 hours a day eating? Is that what elephants do? 20 hours. Twi- that's that's <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry viewers i've just oh, she, she's gone running now literally as i was talking about 20 hours a day eating my youngest daughter sophie came into the room and stood on the other side of the camera looking a bit like a clown i knew that makeup set was a bad idea i mean i, I thought she had to keep her slightly entertained during lockdown but but no. Did you did you see that? She's choosing to ignore it, I think. Um, but 20 hours a day eating, that's almost as much as me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is almost as much as you spend in two days. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, because of the COVID-19 lockdown, local farmers have had no one to harvest the produce growing in their fields. Rather than being forced to let the food rot, Buckley and her team found farmers who were willing to sell their produce, arranged for workers to harvest the food, and then delivered it to the delighted elephants and their owners. Love it. Now that the elephants are fed and the local farmers are generating income, Buckley plans on continuing the initiative for as long as necessary. Yeah, and and it's I suppose one of the things is about finding those like during this challenge, looking at the, the things that are going to help everybody. Do you know what I mean? Win, win, win. Win, win, win. Win, win, win. We like it. And you got another win, win, win story? Uh, no, I do have this thing about the Canadian government buying hotels to house homeless people, though. Well, that might be a win, win, win. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Canadian government buys hotels to house homeless people and also rehire workers. The British Columbian government has managed to provide housing for more than 200 homeless Canadians while simultaneous... Bri- homeless Canadians, did you say? Canadians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought they I thought they'd opened a home just for comedians. Yeah, starving artists, you know. <laughs> um, while simultaneously bringing economic structure, economic support to struggling hotels during the COVID nineteen crisis. Okay. This week, a provincial legislator purchased the Comfort Inn Hotel in Victoria for eighteen. Point, I was going to say eighteen dollars is a <laughs> little bit for eighteen point five million as much as. Uh, as a means of sheltering homeless people living in the street in camps amidst the pandemic. Mm. In addition to the hotel being equipped with 65 rooms for temporary accommodations, the province is also rehiring laid-off hotel workers to help manage the facility. Love it. Absolutely love it. 
Uh, this is not the first facility the province has purchased to accommodate homeless people. In the city of Prince Rupert, the province purchased the former Rafles Inn Motel in order to convert it into a permanently supportive housing building with up to 48 units, each with private washrooms, showers and mini-kitchens. Mm. Once complete, the building will, ha- will have the capacity for a 35-space temporary shelter or an extreme weather sent- response shelter by 2021. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what's interesting? I think that, that focus on... Because uh, the people... like. Okay, we're in lockdown, but we've got enough resources and um, and a roof over our head and lights and water and food and all that sort of stuff. The people who are suffering the most, and uh, Steve Stewart, who we had on a previous podcast, um, was talking about this, is the people who suffer the most, is the people people who can't do that. You know, you know lockdown actually for some people is a privilege do you know what i mean they just haven't got the facility to do it um uh and supporting like government supporting people and again a win-win-win story win-win-win. people are working government supporting homeless people and focusing on 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 this challenge sounds amazing to me amazing to me you ready think, for one more yeah just just one comment on that we i mean we like I think like a couple of years ago when we did that thing where we went into London to sort of very, you know, on an ad hoc basis to deliver some food to homeless people. It's a weird one because I spend a decent amount of time in London and unless you really open your eyes, you don't realise how many homeless people there actually are. Um, and it's, I think, as a society, we need to do more to support that. So mm-hmm. people like Steve and, and the amazing charities out there that support homeless people uh, are, are brilliant. Um, I wonder whether we do enough as a society to um, to to help people mm-hmm. who, have, um, who have found themselves in a position where they're homeless. Don't know. What do you think? I think... We could we could be doing more. We could, but then like we can't really. We as individuals can't really control. We can just make our own efforts to try and help. Yeah, uh, yeah, but individuals organised into a collective can have an impact, That's can't true. they? That's true. So so I know I know as individuals sometimes it feels a bit hopeless because who are you to to make positive change but the reality is that that's how all change happens mm, it's true you know if you if you as one individual can't make positive change you find other people who believe what you believe and drive that positive mm-hmm. change forward um i'll get off my soapbox now and you can carry on with the show thank you <laughs> i do have one more story and an end of the show to do so Got it. um okay devoted dad surprises graduating daughter with front yard ceremony after hers was cancelled a devoted dad went above and beyond the call of duty in order to host a proper con- commencement ceremony for his daughter. After years, of, after years of working towards her bachelor's degree in public health science, Gabrielle Pierce is that Gabriella? Gabrielle Pierce was devastated when she learned that she would not be able to walk across the stage to receive her diploma like she'd always dreamed of. Although Pierce graduated from the Xavier University in Louisiana of Louisiana in December, the school only hosts one commencement ceremony every year, so Pierce spent months waiting for her chance to walk. 
With Hitch receiving an email from the university in mid-March about how their ceremony would be cancelled amidst the COVID-19 shutdowns, she told CNN that she had been crying over the news for one week straight. Pierce wasn't the only one heartbroken by the cancellation. Her father could hardly bear to see his daughter so sad. Rather than accept his daughter's dream as forfeit, however, the Bernson became determined to host his own commencement ceremony for Pierce at their home in Memphis. Over the course of just six weeks, Bernson managed to receive a photographer, stage and podium without his daughter's knowledge. Oh, where did he hide all the stuff? I don't know. When the big day finally came... Pierce was shocked to find a full-size, wa- full-size stage waiting for her in her front yard. There were 40 people in attendance, all, sta- all sitting six feet apart with masks on, and her father even played pomp and circumstance as she walked up to get her diploma. Amazing. What is pomp and circumstance? I don't know. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> um, I, I want to I listen to pomp and circumstance. I want to get some of that in my Summer life. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your favourite summer song? I only listen to pomp and circumstance. Um, but what a, an amazing thing to do for your daughter. I love that. I absolutely love that. Have I um have I let you down by not doing anything for your GCSEs? Yeah. You're not worried? No. Okay, all right. We'll crack on the show. So, um, to answer some of the questions of the podcast, let me just open my laptop. We are surrounded by laptops today. Was that fingerprint recognition? Fingerprint recognition on my new laptop. We have literally got four screens Um, in front of um, us. Three laptops. So, let's um, let's talk about summertime songs. John Cook says, the the greatest summertime song to be played in the summertime and only in the summertime is... Summertime by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, Caroline Thompson said Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Uh, um, Jade Foster Jarrett said I second Boys of Summer by Don Henley. And Heidi agreed. Alan Cass said We're all going on a summer holiday. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> they say you're both of the other ones, but I don't um, really know it. Uh, Hazel Grace has gone 80s and gone, so true, funny how it seems. Um, do you know that song? No. You wouldn't know from that. Um, Louise McNamee said, Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Oh, love that song. That's an amazing song. And uh, Cassie Dane, friend of the show, uh-huh. sitting over there, um, uh, has said, um, Summertime by Ella Fitzgerald. I prefer the Nina Simone version, but that song is amazing. Um, and then um, on Twitter... There was one um, response. Uh, Mark Smith has said, um, has to be the Gershwin song of the same name, Summertime, and Mark's gone for the Ella Fitzgerald version as well. Um, and that's it. That's all the answers we got on best summertime song. So... Let's end the show. Bit shorter than normal today, but let's end the show with a <sighs> joke. Yeah. Go for it. Why do bees have sticky hair? <laughs> Don't know. Because, what? Because they use honeycombs. <laughs> <laughs> you just laugh at it. I'm not meant to laugh. I'm not meant to laugh at the end. Have a lovely Sunday. Um, have a lovely summer have a lovely summer (laughs) Um, and we'll see you on Wednesday for the next episode of the Kindness Project Live see you bye bye